Massive, massive welcome tonight. Cape Town, welcome. Bless for us. Good evening, everybody. So good to see you. Thank you for coming out and making the time to be here. I'm feeling a little bit dangerous. I don't know if you are. Not or cool. I'll blow up and you can watch me blow up then. Um, no, I'm serious. I hope your, your faith is stirred. I hope you're hungry. I'm really, really excited. Awesome. I didn't get to see your hands. How many of you were here this morning or on Friday night? Just so I can get a rough idea. Okay, majority. Awesome. If you, if you didn't hear this morning's messages, um, I just encourage you to go after this and listen to it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of build on it a little bit, um, but what I shared this morning is context for what's going to happen tonight. Um, what, we're, what we're after tonight is not a wild service that makes you feel good for a moment and then you wait a couple of weeks till you find the next guest speaker or someone in the town who does something cool. That's not what we're about. But what we are about tonight is encountering the Holy Spirit, getting so filled, so intoxicated with the love of God, so set on fire that when you walk out of this room, when you walk out of this building, you carry the kingdom of heaven everywhere that you go. Awesome. Don't make me, don't make me work hard tonight. I love work. Okay. You, if you got your Bibles, turn to Acts chapter 19. <laughs> Here we go. I love Acts chapter 19. Awesome. So if you don't know me, my name is Connor, and this is my wife, Jess, and we lead a church in Johannesburg with my parents uh, called 24-7 Church, and uh, myself and my wife recently started a ministry working into the 1040 window, which is a whole area of nations that are classified unreached, 3.2 billion people who have never heard the name of Jesus. They didn't, they didn't get an opportunity even to say no. They don't even know who he is. So we've just committed our hearts and our lives to that. And as a church and as a community, we've got a whole bunch of sons and daughters, fathers and, and mothers, and uh, just committing their lives to see the gospel reach the city of Joburg, the nation of South Africa, and to the ends of the earth. Uh, and it's a really, it's a great privilege to do that. But it's, as I shared this morning, it's coming from the simplicity of being a people who love the presence of God. And if we learn to love His presence like we're going to do tonight, if we learn to honor His presence, if we learn to center our lives and build our lives around the worthiness of Jesus, then there's no price that we won't pay to see the kingdom of heaven established on the earth. You're alive for the dream of God. If you don't know it, you'll know it tonight. Holy Spirit will brand it on your heart. You're alive for the dream of God. We didn't come here tonight for a good service. We didn't come here tonight for a good vibe. We came here to meet the King of glory, to be touched by Him, to look into His fiery eyes burning with the love and passion of God so that you can have that same fire in yours when you look at your boss tomorrow morning. So Jesus loves you so much. You need to know that tonight. And as we, as we open the Word together, just prepare your hearts for an encounter with Him. Uh, can I share some testimonies to build your faith? Let's share some testimonies. In fact, I'm going to do something a little bit uh, maybe weird tonight, if that's okay. And I'm going to say, uh, you'll see in the context of the scripture, but I believe that, that God wants to heal people tonight, but also I believe that God wants to equip you and enable you and prepare you to go and heal the sick as well. Um, I have such a sense, and you'll see here uh, 
it's biblical, I promise you. But I want to ask you, if there's someone in your family or you, it's a friend or someone that you are contending for, you're contending for their healing, I want to ask you whether you have a jacket or a scarf or something to come and put it on this. I've never done this before. Put it on this part of the stage over here. You can do it now while, we, while we're talking. If you're contending, you know that person, whether it's cancer, whether it, whatever, I don't care what it is. If, if you're contending for something, just put it over here. We're going to pray over it, and you're going to take that, and you're going to go lay your hands on that person and release healing over their bodies. Cool. I've got to take my jacket off. It was so cold, and suddenly it's so hot. Nobody steal any jerseys or jackets, eh? I know there's some nice ones. I saw them too. No worries. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. If... If there's religious bones in your body freaking out right now, it's all good. I promise you I'll show you a scripture that makes this legal. I, I have to confess, I kind of like a little bit of confrontation with the religious spirit. So, so yeah. Anyway. So we've seen some, some amazing things in the last little while. I was sharing with the, the youth on Friday night when I was 16 years old. I prayed for a lady who was 42 years old, born with no thumb. She was a lady from Malawi. She was born with no thumb, just had four fingers. And the Lord told me I was 16. I was trying to figure myself out a little bit, not even sure if I was following Jesus. I knew he was real, but I was just on my own journey. But in that moment, God said, put your hands on her hand and pray for her to have a thumb. And I'm 16 years old, and I'm, I'm 16. And... <laughs> So I lay my hands on this lady's hand. It's, uh, there's a long story behind this, but I'll just give you the short version of it. I put my hands on her hand, and I, I don't think I got through half a sentence. Something like, Jesus, would you please? And I felt this pop in her hand. And essentially, I had my hand over hers like this, and my eyes were closed, and I felt the pop. That's what stopped me. And I lifted my hand off of her hand, and this is the best way to describe it, because it doesn't happen like Hollywood movies. How many of you know that? You know, there's no background music, like... <laughs> doesn't happen like that. But literally, a thumb folded or unfolded out of her hand. It was like her skin moved and there was a thumb. And uh, she collapsed, obviously in shock, as did I. And I phoned my dad because I had no idea what to do with that situation. So I'm 16, like trying to figure myself out. I just stepped out in a little, tiny little bit of obedience and God moved, and this lady falls on the ground. She just begins to weep, and she just keeps saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I phone my dad, and I'm like, Dad, there's a lady. There was no thumb. There's now a thumb. You need to get you now. And uh, he ended up coming and leading her to the Lord because I was just freaking out. Um, and she ended up, uh, her story was quite, quite crazy. She had four children, each from a different man. She had been raped multiple times. Broken lady who encountered the love of Jesus. God just wanted her to know that he loved her, and he used a broken, pretty twisted 16-year-old at the time who just had a little bit of Holy Spirit in him to step out 
and God moved. And she ended up moving back to Malawi, and an incredible story. This was a long time ago. But since then, I've been in Mozambique. I've prayed for a man who also never walked in his life, had a, a blood disease and a muscle disease, and never formed any muscles in his legs. So he was a crippled, and uh, we were walking through a village in Mozambique, house to house. And uh, in any of those areas, children just follow, man. It's so cool. Kids just go like, what's happening? They're going house to house. Let's check out what's going on here. Next thing, there's like 50 kids all around us from all the houses, and we're going home to home praying for people. And we get to this one house, and we hadn't really seen anything wild, just kind of blessing people and, and inviting them. We were doing a crusade that night. And so we're just inviting people, welcoming them. And then we get to this one house, and I ask the question, is there anything that we could pray for? And this lady goes, actually, yes. And I had an interpreter with me. And uh, she, her and her sister disappear into the house. And it's dark. Like, I can't, it's so dark that you look through the door, you can't see. Disappear into the house, and they come out carrying their older brother, who's got a mat, and he's a tall dude, really tall guy. But just his, his legs were bones with skin on them. It was like... It was quite intense. Anyway, so they bring him and they put him on this mat outside, just in the garden, in the dust. Just put him on the floor. And I'm like, here we go. Because it's all good when it's like me and the interpreter and him. If it doesn't work, it's all good. But now there's like 50, 60 people standing around. They're all like, wow, what is he going to do? And I prayed and nothing happened. And I prayed and nothing happened. I don't know about you, but you get to a point where you're so desperate, you just don't stop praying. People are going like, how long does this normally take? And you're just like, no, we just keep going. Just keep praying. And I'm just praying, and I'm praying, and I'm praying. I'm going, oh, Lord Jesus. Now, now it's not faith anymore. Now it's just desperation. I'm just, Lord, I cannot leave this man in the dust. You have to do something. And just this little whisper in my spirit, and the Lord said, pick him up. And I was like, Lord, can't I just like slap his leg or something? Pick him up. That's risking the embarrassment even more. If I pick this guy up and nothing happens, I've got to put him back down. But the Lord says, pick him up. And uh, I explained it to the interpreter, and he even looked at me like, okay. We've been praying for about 25 minutes and nothing's happened, but cool, let's pick him up. And we picked this man up. And this is Jesus. This is no gifting, no anointing, no whatever. This is just Jesus. When you pick a man up just because God told you to, and again, no Hollywood, slow, like creeping muscles on his leg. There were no muscles when he was on the floor. And when he was standing, there were muscles in his legs. He had calves. He had proper quads. Within, within five minutes, we were running up and down the, the road in this little town. And the kids are just running the one side. And then they're just running the other side. And they're just like singing and shouting. And this guy gave his life to Jesus. And just an incredible moment. Uh, when I was in India, we prayed for um, a young man who his spine was like curved sideways. So he walked like this. And um, he came into the service. It, in, in India, I've never seen the supernatural flow so easily like that. Where uh, it, was, it was like two-second prayers. Just like, you know, I release healing in Jesus' name. You move on and this dude's just his back just straightened up like that. No sound, no clicks or anything. Just, he literally, it was like he just, his body just came right, just straightened up. We, uh, we prayed for a, a man who, um, he farmed carrots. And uh, there was a flood with the Ganges River, and the flood, the riverbanks burst into his land and destroyed, well, he thought so, but destroyed his, his crops, just flooded his crops. And he thought, ah, it's not even close to harvest time. And 
that's it. And so he came to church really down, just disheartened, like I've lost a whole lot of money and that's how I make my living. And anyway, the Lord told me to tell him it's harvest time. And how do you tell a guy whose land is flooded that it's harvest time, <laughs> right? And it's nowhere near harvest time. So I just obey and I say, man, I just feel the Lord, you know, I wish I said it like Todd White, you know, bold. But I was like, man, the Lord wants to tell you. <laughs> could, be, could be harvest time, if you, you know. Anyway, I told him in my own way. <laughs> and uh, he went that day, got his team together, and in, through the water and the mud, ripped out these carrots. And they were three times the size of what he normally brings in. So he comes to church <laughs> with <laughs> crates of carrots. And he's just handing out carrots. Like who wants, you know, these bundles of carrots? And God just doing just crazy signs, wonders, supernatural. We've got a, a woman, a lady in our church. The guys will have seen it as well. The Lord just sometimes comes in our services, manifests on her life, and oil flows from her hands. Um, we, yeah, we've had oil. We've had gold appear. I've had gold on my hands, on our Bibles. And I, I, I share that with you tonight because I, I want to just... Break the box a little bit. Um, I can't tell you why. He's God. So when you get to heaven, you're going to see some pretty wild things. And I'd prefer to get to heaven and not be like, oh my goodness, I know nothing of what this is like. I'd prefer to get to heaven and go, wow, this, we had a taste, but this is awesome, right? So when God begins to do things that you don't understand, don't get offended by God. Just seek Him. Just Put your life at his feet and say, Lord, you're worthy. I, I love you. I don't understand this. I don't quite comprehend what you're doing, but it's beautiful. I had an encounter when I really got saved, and it was the presence of the Lord came into my room, and I had gold on my hand, and I'd never had that before, thick. In fact, my mom actually came, and she was taking photos, and when you put your fingers through it, it was like sludge. It was thick, 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 thick gold. And that was just the Lord telling me, and I never really share this testimony. I don't know why I'm sharing all of this tonight, but. It wasn't for anyone else. It was for me. It was the Lord saying, I love you. I know you. You're valuable to me. You're my son. And so I believe that tonight God wants to do that with some of you. He wants to encounter you. He wants to touch you. There's going to be healing, signs, wonders, and miracles, whether it happens in this room, happens in the car on the way home while you're sleeping. Sometimes we pray for people, and then in the middle of the night, they wake up, and something's changed, something's different, or the next day, or maybe three days later. It's all good. We prayed for a young man in India who had cancer, and he, when we arrived, he was literally, I mean, you could see death on him. He was going. And we prayed for him, and he sat up in his bed and stopped sweating, and the color came back. And uh, he said, oh, I actually feel good. And we left, and three weeks later, I got an email from him. He went for his checkup. He was completely cancer-free. So these, so I'm sharing this with you not, and I'm this, I want to be clear about this. I don't, I normally, I mean, these guys have been with me. I don't share testimonies like this when I, when I go around. I'll tell you why. Because often what it does is it produces this cinematic experience where you get to sit there and go, wow, that's impressive. That's not what I'm after tonight. I'm, I'm sharing this with you because I would love for you to get real hungry with me because there's nothing better than creating an environment of faith where the Holy Spirit can just be Himself, where we aren't giving Him a lane to run in, where we're getting into His river with His flow, and He gets to do what He wants to do. So I want to just challenge you and, and excite you and stir you up. Um, and I felt like when I was praying for tonight that there's going to be a commissioning of fire. 
We've been talking uh, this morning and on Friday night about the church in Antioch, about being an apostolic house, about uh, that, that commission to be a sent one everywhere that we go. What does it look like to be missionaries, sent ones in your workplace, in your families, when God's sending you across the table to your spouse? When He's sending you into that workplace to, to reach people? When your life becomes about the worthiness of Jesus and His dream, and it's about seeing souls saved, it's about seeing people come into the kingdom of heaven, uh, we become a dynamic, powerful church. See, the problem is because we've made it all about us, we've had to work really hard to keep people in the church. So I want to tell you, man, church leadership is exhausting when it's about man. But when it's about Him, it's the greatest joy ever because we get to serve the King of glory and the pressure is lifted. We don't have the pressure anymore when it's the Holy Spirit because our job is just to point people to Him. And when we point people well and we, we act as, as demonstrations of the leadership of God in the house, covering feeding, shepherding, all this kind of stuff. It's a great joy because really what we're doing is just ministering the presence of the Lord to the people of God, equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. So I don't know why I'm saying this, but I think it's important that you understand that the work of the ministry is for you to do. Does that make sense? You don't come to church where you've got a, a good group of people that do the work of the ministry and, and you get to say, I'm so glad I'm a part of this. No, actually, the, the, the gifts and leadership in the church, the fivefold gifts, all of these things are there to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. That's every day you doing the work of the ministry, raising the dead, healing the sick, cleansing lepers, casting out demons. The last part is my favorite. Freely you've received, so freely you give. Anyway, so I, I, I've been sharing around that over the weekend, and now I want to take you to Acts 19, because some of you tonight, God's going to, He's going to absolutely ruin you for anything else but His dream. Some of you tonight have a, a deep ache and a longing to give your life to the dream of God, to give your, and, and it's like, Lord, I, I don't really know what that is, but I'm just so, I'm so hungry, and tonight, God is going to ruin you in the best way when nothing else will satisfy you but His presence, but His dream. He's going to refocus, redefine, and reshape your life. And when you walk out of this room, you're going to feel sharpened, ignited, refreshed, rejuvenated, full of fire, ready to run with the fire of the gospel. So Acts chapter 19, verse 1. And it happened that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the inland country and came to Ephesus. That's in Turkey. There he found some disciples, and he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And he said, into what then were you baptized? They said, into John's baptism. And Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who is to come after him, that is Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized again in the name of the Lord Jesus. And, and when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. There were about 12 men in all. Okay, this is really important before we move on. Paul's moving around the region. He gets to Ephesus. He finds some disciples. And he asks them a very interesting question. And I think it's the biggest question that we should be asking in the church all the time. 
Anywhere that we go, every, everyone that we meet, when we meet believers, this is the big question that defines who we are and what we're about. And it's, did you receive the Holy Spirit? Because I want to tell you, receiving the Holy Spirit is not being in a room with the vibe. Receiving the Holy Spirit is not just a great moment where someone laid their hands on me and I felt amazing. Receiving the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus possessing your life, transforming everything about you, recreating you, redefining you, changing your personality, reshaping your destiny, setting you on fire where you are no longer who you were before you met Jesus, where everything that defines you before Jesus is dead and buried and finished and you've come into new life, strengthened by His Spirit to be sons and daughters. It's not casual. So Paul asked this question, did you receive the Holy Spirit? And they say, no, who is the Holy Spirit? And he explains to them, and he he preaches the gospel to them, and they get baptized again. They get filled with the Holy Spirit, and there's 12 of them, 12, just 12. Now look at what happens. And he entered the synagogue and for three months spoke boldly, reasoning and persuading them about the kingdom of God. But when some became stubborn and continued in unbelief, speaking evil of, of the way before the congregation, he withdrew from them and took the disciples with him, reasoning daily in the hall of Tyrannus. So here's Paul. It's getting a little bit intense, his opposition, and guys are, are just, they're not even, their hearts are not open. They're just bad-mouthing. And so Paul recognizes when that fight is over. And so he takes the believers, and they go and meet in another hall, and he begins to teach them. Now look at what happens with this group. This continued for two years so that all the residents of Asia heard the word of the Lord, both Jews and Greeks. And the Amplified, it explains it a bit more. It's the, west, the western province. Essentially, it's the west coast of Turkey, modern-day Turkey. I don't know if you're seeing this. Twelve people received the Holy Spirit, became the church, and in two years, the entire western coast of Turkey received the gospel. That's wild. So that excites me because how many of you know we're not reading stories for the sake of stories? This is not like, oh, wow, that's incredible and love that. No, this, this grabs my spirit and goes, hold on a second. You get a group of simple, ordinary, everyday people who just say yes to the gospel, get filled with the Holy Spirit. You get the spirit of Jesus inside a few ordinary people and suddenly a whole region can be reached in such a short amount of time. See, people go, dude, 3.2 billion people. Whoa, how are we going to do that? I'm like, sorry, I don't know if you saw this. Two years, the whole west coast of Turkey heard the gospel. All it takes is just a, a couple people saying yes to Jesus, getting filled with the Holy Spirit. We'll get this thing done real fast. Do you know that we have something like 3,000 times the manpower, 9,000 times the finances to finish the Great Commission? Do you know that we're the only generation in history that statistically know exactly where they are, how many of them there are, and how to get there? There's literally only one thing stopping the church from finishing the Great Commission, and it's the fact that we've been saying no for a long time. And the reason we've said no is because we're addicted to comfort and we're addicted to certainty. But when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you don't get to tell Him what to do. He's unpredictable. So you become in love with uncertainty because it's the playground for the Holy Spirit in your life. That's where faith comes alive because now you begin to see the unknown as an opportunity for the impossible. 
Now the impossible becomes something you're excited about, not something that intimidates you. Does that make sense? And so we see this. In two years, the whole west coast of Turkey is reached. It says, and God was doing extraordinary miracles. Guys, here it is. Here's the biblical part that justifies all these clothes. God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick and their diseases left them and the evil spirits came out of them. Hmm. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, I adjure you by the Jesus whom Paul proclaims. Religious twits. <laughs> Seven sons of a Jewish high priest named Sceva were doing this. How intense is this, guys? The evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and Paul I recognize, but who are you? And the man in whom was the evil spirit leaped on them, mastered all of them, and overpowered them, so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. That is a whipping. I don't know if you've ever been beaten so badly that somehow you end up without your clothes on. And you're wounded. And it became known to all. That's probably the worst part. And this became known to all the residents of Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks. And fear fell upon them all. I'd also be pretty fearful. A bunch of naked dudes got beaten by some de demon. Fear fell upon them all in the name of, listen to this, and the name of the Lord Jesus was extolled. Also, many of those who were now believers came confessing and divulging their practices, and a number of those who had practiced magic arts brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted the value of them and found it came to 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord continued to increase, and listen to this word, prevail. So here's what gets me. Two things were exposed. Holy Spirit breaks out. Why? Because Paul's carrying the government of the presence of God. A couple people get filled with Holy Spirit, gospels reaching the whole region, and he, Holy Spirit's breaking out in the city of Ephesus, and it exposes the religious spirit and witchcraft. The first two things that get smashed in the city, religion and witchcraft. And when I say exposed, it's not just exposed, they come crumbling down. The counterfeit of religion is exposed because the power of the glory of God in authenticity is being demonstrated through the church where the demons are making statements like Jesus I know makes sense he's the son of God and Paul I recognize why does he recognize because Paul's got a whole lot of Jesus all over him. Paul's a true son and he says but who are you and he gives that religious spirit a whipping and and the result of that this is crazy that God even this demon that beats up these people, the result of that is actually fear comes upon the people out of reverence and awe and respect for the authentic true gospel. They begin to see what the church is carrying, what Paul is carrying. They go, wow, okay, hold on. This is insane. And then the next thing is that people see this and they start to bring their witchcraft and the magic and all the stuff and they burn it. 
And a whole industry, there's a riot at the end of this, I won't read it to you now, but there's a whole riot because the entire industry of witchcraft and idolatry comes crashing down. This is what the bride of Christ looks like, filled with the Holy Spirit operating in a region. Not only are we seeing our city around us transformed and the, the, the demonic strongholds coming crashing down just because of who we are, not only are we seeing that, but we're also reaching the whole region around us with the gospel to make sure that everyone that we come into contact with hears about Him. See, when the church becomes about this, then we come together and we worship the King of glory and we enthrone Him. And it's not just about pulling off a great Sunday to feel comfortable, make people happy, tick the boxes, make sure that you feel fed. Make sure that you feel okay, that you can actually go into the next week. And then we've got pastors and leaders working hard week after week after week just to get you in these chairs. And the reason why we're doing that is because so many people have not seen the King of glory. Because once you've seen Him, there is nothing else worth living for. Nothing. But when we see Him... Oh, then we get captivated. Then we get that crazy look in our eyes. Then we're burning. Then we're excited. There's no difficulty, no situation too tough, no disappointment too great. Because you know what disappointment comes to do? Disappointment comes to disappoint you from the call of God, the destiny of God on your life. So why do we allow disappointment and frustration and discouragement to find a, a home in our minds and then we wonder why I just can't get free from depression. Is this okay? Okay, cool. I am, I want to say this with so much love in my heart. I'm so done with this mental health trend. Oh, I said it. Not done because I don't think it's real. My heart is broken for people that are carrying this kind of torment. What makes me angry is how it's becoming justified. Depression and anxiety is having a field day in the church because instead of preaching the gospel and seeing the Holy Spirit fill and transform people, we now want to preach on the seven tools of how to cope with anxiety. You aren't called to cope, you're called to rule and reign and take dominion in the kingdom. Are you with me? When we start to preach the gospel like this, we get a little bit wild. And now, instead of trying to figure out how to cope with life, we start looking for opportunities to demonstrate the reality of the gospel. We start looking. When there's lack in my life, I get excited. See, when we start to live like this, when it's not just one crazy, slightly bald-headed dude who's like shouting on the mic, but when there's a whole community of people full of this kind of fire, ready to run with the gospel, we become dangerous to society. That's, that's when people start coming to the church before they go to hospitals. See, we've seen... We have seen glimpses. We've seen, how many of you have heard of the Welsh Revival? The Welsh Revival for about four, maybe yeah, between four and six years. An entire nation came under the glory of God. So much so that journalists would cross over to go and write about it and have to leave within hours because they say, if I stay any longer, I'll convert. I don't know why I'm walking down the streets. There's conviction in the air. People are walking down the streets in Wales in 1904, 1905. They can't help it. They don't know what it is, but they start weeping and repenting of their sin and literally giving their lives to Jesus. No one even said anything. 
Do you want to know how this started? A 26-year-old man by the name of Evan Roberts cries out for months and months and months and months, day and night, Lord, bend me. That's his prayer. Bend me, break me, mold me, shape me. And he takes a 26-year-old and six of his friends, and they just commit to praying for revival, contending, Lord, we must have the fullness of what you paid for. And for about three to four months, Evan Roberts is waking up, woken up at about 2.33 a.m. in the morning, and Jesus visits him in his room. And he has profound encounters. Nobody really knows this stuff. If you study the Welsh Revival, you'll find out that there's quite a few things that happened before that corporate breakout. And one of them was just one man who decided to give everything that he was to the dream of God, to the presence of God, that his nation would be transformed by the kingdom. And he has these encounters for three to four months where Jesus comes into his room. He writes about it in his diary. And the Welsh Revival, unfortunately, I'm a big soccer fan, but it shut down the soccer league because the professional footballers wanted to be in church. The pub shut down, crime went to an altar, the prisons were empty. And for four to six years, the nation came under the glory of God. And something that happened in the Welsh Revival sparked what happened in Azusa Street. How many have heard of Azusa Street? A man by the name of William Seymour. I'm going to try and talk about this man without crying. William Seymour, blind in one eye, an African-American man at a time of intense racism, he hears this guy who preaches the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and his name is Charles Parham, and he's teaching these classes, and he's beginning to to talk and teach on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but, he, but William Seymour's not allowed in because he's black. So guess what he did? Didn't go and get a sign and start rioting outside. Sat at the door just so that he could put his ear to the door and hear the message of baptism in the Holy Spirit. This is, this is humility. and this, this takes all of our rights and just throws it out the window and says, lay down your rights to get filled with the Holy Spirit because watch what happens. He listens. He hears this message. He hasn't even received the baptism himself. He ends up in Los Angeles. He's preaching this message. He gets kicked out of the church. He, they locked him out of the church that he was preaching in. He ends up in somebody's house preaching this message. It gets packed out with people that the porch collapses. Too, heavy, too many people. Suddenly, they have to find a place to meet, and they end up in this building, which is literally they would sit on planks of wood that they knocked together. This man would be in the front on his knees. He'd put his head in a bucket so that he couldn't see anyone, and he would just contend and pray. And revival breaks out. Holy Spirit falls on these people, falls on him. And suddenly, a movement is sparked that literally birthed the Pentecostal movement. Every single one of us can trace our roots back to this point. But here's a man who lived in the little room upstairs. I've seen a picture of it. It's a bed and a bucket and a basin with some messed up wooden floors. And he lived there 
slept there at night, would come down, they would have morning meetings and evening meetings. The, the power and presence of God came upon this building that people walking outside saw physical flames of fire on the building and actually called the fire department to come because they thought the place was on fire. There are, there are uh, testimonies of signs and wonders that happened in this building where nobody would touch people and legs were growing out and spines were straightening and people were getting out of wheelchairs. No one was touching them. People would speak in tongues and it would be different languages and everyone would come from different parts of the world and hear the gospel preached in their own tongue. And when William Seymour died, he died in his wife's arms and she describes that moment and she says, the moment he passed and, and, and left this earth and went into glory, she said, the thick, tangible glory of God filled the house to where she could not stand. See, it doesn't take, God's not looking for these gifted, talented, amazing, he's just looking for a man or a woman who will say yes. He's just looking for a man or a woman who will yield. He's just looking for 12 people, ordinary people. Did you receive the Holy Spirit? Because once they do, a whole region is transformed. I think the problem is we've been viewing revival like a dripping tap. And so as the church, we keep coming underneath this tap and we're waiting, crying out, God, rend the heavens. Next drop, where is it, where is it, where is it? We're standing next to a raging, rushing, flooding river that is flowing from the throne room of God. And the reason why these revivals stopped, and when you study them, I study these things intensely because my heart groans and aches for that kind of manifestation again. But when you study them, it stops because man wants to have control again. Because it becomes about us. Because suddenly, I'm not so happy with the chairs in these gatherings. It gets a bit cold. It'd be nice if we got some heaters. There it is again. <laughs> Who trains these guys? I love it, bro. The timing is just bang on. Well, it's dangerous. Trying to get me slain. Must I keep quiet? Am I? Why am I sharing this stuff? I don't know. I don't plan on sharing this. But I, I'm sharing it with you because, do you know, sometimes I feel like we are, we've learned the talk. We, we know how to talk about revival. We know how to talk about, you know, I, I met uh, this guy that once told me, he said, you know, as soon as you become a leader, everyone can do your job better than you. So it's now like the best thing to do is just, just appoint them as leaders and then see what everyone will come to them and say, oh, you're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong. But the reality is, where did we jump off here? Where did we lose the plot? Where did we become about ourselves and get so wrapped up? You see, because just because you sing the songs and hear the message, just because you preach the message, doesn't mean that you've actually given your life to this thing. You know, I'm, I'm excited for the day when we'll never have to give another word on giving again. 
I preached it this morning. When great grace comes upon a community, extravagant, wild, abundant generosity overflows. It's just not. See, there's a transition happening in the bride at this point, at this time in history. And we're going to become a people of the throne room. And what we learn to see in the throne room and encounter with the Lord and in the Word, we'll begin to realize that is what we are living for and and seeing established on the earth. Why do we go for every tribe, every tongue, every nation, every language? Because when I read my Bible, they will all be with me, surrounding the throne of God, worshiping Him for all of eternity. So you're sitting here tonight, and this is awesome, right? What we're talking about tonight is awesome. You probably, you feel your heart come alive. Something, even if it's real, really down deep, something is tingling, coming alive, burning. And I'll tell you why. It's because we've stopped dreaming what I mean by dreaming is not your dreams and your goals and your aspirations. You know, we're not going after something and waiting for God to put His stamp on it to make sure that it, it's validated. That's not what I'm talking about. But we've stopped dreaming His dreams. We've stopped dreaming the dream of God. We've stopped believing that a nation could be saved in a day. We've stopped dreaming that we could be people that, like Paul and them, when they captured Jason, is it in Acts 17? They captured Jason, and, and Jason, when they, they catch him, they say, this man, he's with those men who turned the world upside down. I don't know about you. I, I, that's what I want. I want people to, to say, that guy, Connor, yeah, he's come to our town. That guy who's t- turning the world upside down, yeah, he's come here too. Someone lock him up. You know, Paul, I guarantee you, Paul kind of just, he, he, was, he just knew. I mean, he says Holy Spirit would testify to him that imprisonment and suffering lay ahead. I think Paul sent guys ahead of him and said, just, just book me cell number three. I'll be there in about three days. <laughs> I think he just got so used to it. It was like, you know, I, I joke. But when I've studied Paul, you know, historians and theologians write that actually by the end of his life, really wasn't a great looking guy. He had been beaten so many times. They actually reckoned that he was bent over. He couldn't straighten his back. Obviously, he had a lot of scars. I think if Paul was to walk into the church today, I'm not 100% sure we'd invite him to the pulpit. In fact, I think if, if Paul was in the church today, I think the demonstration of power that he would be walking in and operating in would offend most of the church. I think it would make us so uncomfortable. You know, I've started praying dangerous prayers where I just get on my face with Jesus and I say, Lord, make a holy example out of me. I said it either this morning or on Friday night. I said, you know, I have a feeling sometimes that the church is quickly becoming sermon proof. We're getting real good at listening to sermons. Because most of the time we say we're spending time with the Lord, but we're listening to YouTube sermons. At this wild time with the Lord, just watch this Bethel set. Nothing against Bethel, I love them, but you know what I'm saying? 
had this, I've been just crazy time with the Lord watching Will Johnson or Connell. Now come on, God's inviting you to the deep places of his heart where you can know him in such a way, where you can carry the fire of the gospel, where you, I mean, I want you to, to really catch this tonight, you, your life can be set on fire to such an extent that the, the entire sphere of influence that you've been placed in can get turned upside down with the gospel. That your workplace, what if you went into your workplace and stopped living for your salary and started living for God's dream? What if you went into your workplace and caught a vision for souls? What if you went back to your family, those who are unsaved, and caught a vision for their salvation, the dream of God? Some of you tonight are going to get so smashed by the reality of the, that there's 3.2 billion people who haven't heard his name. See, because what we're not trying to do is start a ministry that everyone can look at and go, oh, that's amazing, we should invite them to our church. We're here in this house because you carry the same DNA and we carry the same DNA and we feel the destiny of heaven connecting our communities to run together to see a nation transformed. That we have conversations and we're dreaming and we're saying, oh my goodness, what's it going to look like? What's it going to look like when we go to the nations? What's it going to look like to see Antioch-like communities established in South Africa that will not just touch a city, but will touch entire continents? It's possible. I pray tonight that you are getting stirred and excited, that the dream of God is hitting you real deep, where suddenly you're going, this is everything. See, Lord, sometimes I wish I could speak another language and say it another way. When this thing becomes everything to us as the people of God, I, I can't tell you, if, if Acts was the beginning, we're not trying to get back to the book of Acts. Acts was what we were birthed into. Acts, the book of Acts, is, is just a little taste of who you are. And Jesus makes a statement in John 12. He says, greater works than these you'll do. I don't even know what that is. I can't even comprehend that right now. I heard a wild testimony. I, I don't know if it's true, but I, I heard it, and it's a friend of ours, and I do trust him. And he walks in. The, his name is Joshua Mills. Have you heard of Joshua Mills? He's just a beautiful guy. Anyway, he tells this story of praying for a man who had no leg. No leg. And so obviously he couldn't stand. He didn't have a leg. And they pray for him. And nothing happens physically, but he can stand. I don't even have a grid reference for that one yet. I can't even explain that. I can't justify that. But I'm like, he said greater works. I guarantee you when that guy is walking through the mall and he's got one leg... That's a pretty quick way to get people saved. <laughs> yeah, so there's so much more, but what, what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to commission people in fire tonight because, see, here's the thing. You have incredibly apostolic leaders. They have a vision for more than just this room. It's a great privilege to serve them. I don't say that to flatter, you know, my heart. I, I say this with absolute honor in my heart. It's a great privilege to serve them because they lay their lives down for you. But God's called them to, to shepherd and govern and lead this house, but also to reach the nations. And there's some of you in this room that God's called you as well. And there's others who God's called you into the sphere of influence that you're in right now. 
And He's called you there to reach people to see the miraculous signs, wonders, the, the ministry of the kingdom, the works of the kingdom established. And He's also called some of you to make money for the kingdom. And the way that you make money for the kingdom is by not trying really hard to make money. It's by doing the things of the kingdom and watching how the grace of God comes upon you. And suddenly there's abundance that flows into your life so that you can do what you're called to do and send others. We have a testimony in our church of a young man who got saved six weeks ago. And he caught a vision of what God's doing, the dream of God. And he comes to us and says, the Lord's told me to give away half of my life savings. Half of everything I have was a lot of money. So I have to sow it. I have to give it. I, I have to. About a week later, another young man, I, I, have, I have to sow, and again, large sum of money. I have to sow this money into missions, send people, send teams, paid for. Our next trip into the Middle East is paid for, one transaction. And I, when I speak to them, it's like, man, when I typed it in and I was about to push send or pay, he said it was like all the doubts and the stuff came out. Oh my goodness, should I minus a zero? Should I? He says, and then he felt the presence of the Lord. And he just said, Lord, you're worthy. And that's coming to this house, but it, it's going to come because God's called you to be apostolic, to be sent. It's for the work of the ministry. It's for what he's called you to do. So God's going to anoint some of you for your schools. He's going to anoint you for universities. He's going to anoint you tonight and commission you for your work environments, for nations. I feel, when I was praying this afternoon, I was like, Lord, help me, give me boldness. Because when I start to go down this route, it's like I want to start crying out the names of nations. Do you want it? It's yours. See, because Jesus, he's, he's, he's more ready than you. He's been waiting for us to get on board. He's on board. He's ready to give you his inheritance in the nations and he wants to co-labor with you and this isn't about you starting your ministry this isn't about your gifting or your anointing because it means nothing when you go let me tell you when you're standing there with these people and your gifting doesn't impress them they're actually confused by you then suddenly it's all holy spirit now it's like oh lord you have to you have to do something and then when he does it it's wild i said it this morning i said it on friday the greatest evangelism tool in the middle east is dreams and visions dreams and visions why because it has nothing to do with us so what does he do he commissions us he says i want you to go there what 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 what, what should we do lord where am i going to preach where am I? no just get in the dirt and love them just just when they've had the dream and they come running looking for somebody to tell them about this man in white this sheikh in white will you be my hands and feet to hold them to love them to kiss them to clothe them to feed them and to preach the gospel to them to lay your hands on the sick and see them recover, not because you're the man, but because you're in love with the man. And I, my, my insides are like vibrating right now. I am, because when we preach this word, when we preach this gospel, can you just imagine for a second, in fact, Holy Spirit, I ask that you do this in people's hearts and minds right now, but can you just catch a small little vision a small little taste of what it could look like if just this room caught what we're saying tonight got filled with the holy spirit and walked out of this building and, and realized the moment you walk out of that door you've entered the mission field <laughs> this room is way too small if that happens 
you will have to, you will be forced to reproduce sons and daughters and leaders and churches. You'll be forced to do it because God will be way ahead of you. And when he, see, rather play catch up with God than try and do your own thing and hope that God catches up with you. It just never happens. Yo. So, so I want to encourage you with something now. So we've just hit that point where you hear the gospel, you hear what I've said tonight, it's, it's, it's the fire of the gospel. And now you can choose how you respond. And you can choose to go, wow, and, and let the weight of it hit you. And Let me just say this to you. God's going to unpack this. You don't have to feel the pressure of like, oh, I don't know if I'm getting this. I'm like, yeah, I want to get this, but I don't know if I, just don't worry. Holy Spirit's going to do it. The seeds have been planted in your heart that's coming. But what you need to do tonight is respond. And I give you permission to be wild. <laughs> I give you permission to get wild for Jesus because the reality is, like I said, when you've seen him, you throw your life at his feet. But there's a, there's a fire, and it's the fire of the Holy Spirit, and He's going to fill some of you afresh today. And you're going to feel, maybe for the first time in your life, the tangible fire and presence of the Holy Spirit come upon you, where it's not just going to be a touch or a moment or an encounter, but where the person of Jesus, the Spirit of Jesus, fills you, possesses you, and transforms you. See, if you can be possessed by demons, the devil can't create anything. It's counterfeit. So we're, the, the religious church is okay to say there's someone possessed by a demon, but you can't be possessed by the Holy Spirit. Now you were born to be possessed by the Holy Spirit. Filled, where He becomes Lord, He controls everything. So basically what I'm saying tonight is, do you want the fire of the gospel? Do you want... Thank you. So stand up, come on. Stand up, thank you, Jesus. So tonight, some of you are going to feel your bodies won't handle or be able to uh, cope with the glory of God upon you. And that's okay. I want to say to you, it's okay. We've got enough guys. Nobody will, well, we trust. Nobody's going to fall and hit their head. We'll have a team. We've got guys who will help. And I'm not saying that because I'm trying to make anybody feel that. I'm just saying, don't, don't think about stuff like that. Don't worry. Just come. Just respond. God loves you so much. And so the glory of God is going to touch your body. The fire of the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. Some of you, if you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you'll begin to feel a new language rise up inside of you. You might start praying or speaking in tongues. That's all cool. That's okay. Some of you are going to get instantaneously healed. And then some of you are going to get commissioned in fire for the assignment of God on your life. See, we all have the same call. <laughs> no, but I'm called to this, I'm called to that. No, we have one call. One call, and that's to follow Jesus. But there's assignments that God puts on your life. Assignments, and there can be assignments for seasons, and they change, that's okay, but the call stays the same. We're just gonna we're gonna get someone on the keys and then we're gonna just begin to minister.
<laughs> Some of you look a little bit scared. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. I'm like people's eyes. Everyone's. It's all right. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do tonight. That's, you really don't. But I'm just saying to you, he loves you so much and he'll touch you. He'll minister to you. This is not me. I, I don't have anything really to give you but the Holy Spirit. So Yeah. Come on, thank you so much. Just lift your hands, close your eyes. Let's just worship Him for a moment. Just turn your eyes to Jesus. Turn your affection towards the Lord. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Holy Spirit. In your own words, just begin to worship Him. Just love Him. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, we welcome you as Lord and King. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, to minister to us tonight. Worthy is your name. I give you permission tonight to drink deep, beloved. Drink deep of the love of God. Drink deep of His mercy and His grace. All it takes is a sip and I'm wasted. (laughs) We love you, Jesus. Just a sip, just a drop, and you're intoxicated. Yeah, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, I release fire right now on hungry hearts, fire on their hands, fire on their feet. Right now, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There we go. Just keep pushing in. Just keep leaning in. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Father, I ask that you increase faith in the room. Greater measure of faith and expectation and confidence for you to move. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We're hungry. We're hungry. We're hungry. We're hungry. 
We're aching, we're longing, we're thirsty for you, Jesus. Thank 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 you, Jesus. Yeah. If you're here tonight and you've been struggling for a while with those things that I was talking about, depression, anxiety, and torment, I feel like to, to start off tonight, the Lord's just going to bring freedom and liberty. If you're here tonight and you've been in that space, I want to invite you, run to the front. Come here, fill this space, respond to Jesus. He's going to begin to move. He's going to begin to heal. It's the love of Jesus. It's the kindness of Jesus. I'm not afraid to wait. I'm not intimidated. Just there's people here tonight who have struggled with torment, and I'm inviting you to come to receive freedom tonight. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just come right up. Come right up to the front so that I know it's you. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah. So I want to encourage those that are standing up here that have been struggling with that. I want to say to you tonight, what we're not doing is just trying to get rid of something. That's not what we're doing. We're, we're seeking the infilling of the Holy Spirit that replaces it and fills you with fresh fire. We're not looking for just depression or anxiety or fear to be removed. We're looking for the mind of Christ. We're looking for faith. We're looking for boldness. We're, we're seeking the Lord to receive, and it's yours. And I want to say to you tonight, you are not here to work for what you are looking for. You're not here to earn anything, but you can have it. It's yours. It's yours tonight. And I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that the joy of the Lord would strengthen them tonight. Strengthen every single one of them right now. Strengthen them to love you. Strengthen them to yield. Strengthen them to let go. And let the fire of the presence of Jesus hit them right now. In, in the name of Jesus, we love you. We love you. So I want to ask you, if you're in the front, just to, just to open your hearts. Don't worry about anything. Just let Him love you. Let Him touch you. Uh, before, before we lay hands on you or pray or do anything, I want to just explain to you, this is not a passive thing. You've just declared war. <laughs> You've declared war and you get the victory of Jesus as your portion. This isn't, this isn't a battle. We're not fighting something right now because you've responded to Jesus. The victory, the authority, the dominion that comes through the Holy Spirit will set you free and liberate you. And so I'm saying to you, get your hopes up, beloved. Get your hopes up, beloved. Get excited. Get expectant. And so just brace yourself, brace yourself, brace yourself. Holy Spirit, now come upon every single one of them. Fill them in Jesus' name. Oh, lift your hands, daughter of heaven. Daughter of heaven, lift your head. There's no shame. No more shame. No more shame. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. Jesus, thank you. I just release right now the healing power of the Holy Spirit. Fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire. Yeah, thank you, Lord. That tormenting spirit that's messed with your mind, that's messed with your thoughts and brought so much fear, so much guilt and shame and condemnation. 
I just thank you, Jesus, that you minister the freedom of the Holy Spirit right now. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Just receive his love. Receive his love. He loves you. He loves you so much. Close your eyes. Watch this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just lift your hands. I just release the peace of heaven right now. Thank you, Lord. You're a beloved son, my bro. Beloved son. Lord, peace, 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 peace right now. Peace in Jesus' name. Peace in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, fill him, fill him, fill him, fill him, fill him, fill him, fill him. Fresh fire right now. In Jesus' name. No more lies. No more lies. Don't believe the lies, bro. You're a son. You're a son. You're a son. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's yours. You can have it. You can have it. Freedom. 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 Healing. 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 Freedom. Freedom in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. He loves you. 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 Just receive, just receive. He loves you. Thank you, Jesus. If you're in the room, don't dial out. Just pray. Pray in the Spirit. Put, stretch out your hands. Pray for these people. There's more coming. I just release the government of peace right now.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Come on, you guys are awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the call of God. Thank you for the call of God on their lives, Lord. Thank you for the call of God on their lives, Lord Jesus. Mark them tonight, Lord. Ruin them for anything else. Mark them tonight, Holy Spirit. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. I bless them in Jesus' name. Thank you for healing. Thank you for freedom. Thank you, Holy Spirit. No more torment, no more depression, no more anxiety, no more anxiety attacks, no more panic attacks, none of that. In Jesus' name, God's got you. God's got you. God's got you. Your future's in His hands. Your future's in His hands. Your future's in His hands. Yield, yield, yield. Give Him everything. Give Him everything. Yield, yield, yield. In Jesus' name. Thank you for the call of God. There's so much more coming. So much more coming. So much more coming. So much more coming. Thank you. Lord, I thank you for deep healing, Lord. Incredible, deep healing, Lord. Every bit of torment, let go right now. In Jesus' name, freedom, freedom, freedom. In Jesus' name, freedom. In Jesus' name, freedom. In Jesus' name, freedom. In Jesus' name, freedom. Never again, no more anxiety, no more depression. Every lie, I silence you in the name of Jesus. And I release fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire. Daughter of heaven, thank you that she's coming alive, coming alive, coming alive. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Fresh fire right now. Jesus' name. Jesus name. Oh, he loves you so much. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. Shame that I say fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Touch her now. Touch her now. Touch her now. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Wow.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, if there's anyone else, just let me know so I don't miss it. Just keep praying in the spirit of you. I'm, I'm coming, I promise. Just hold on two minutes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for being patient. Sometimes the Lord just wants to get people free, and He's going to continue to do that, but He wants to do so much more. So if you're in this room, yeah, if, if there's more, can our guys just come and pray? Just come and pray. Okay. Just... Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
Thank you, Jesus. Okay, this is a weird one. If you're standing in the back and you know God's saying to you, and in the back anywhere, even if you're in the middle, but you know the Lord's saying to you, uh, backseat Christianity is over. If you know the fire of the gospel is on you tonight, the call and the mandate, the commissioning of Holy Spirit is on you tonight. Whether it's tangibly on your body or just in your heart, I'm inviting you, come here to the front. There's a commissioning and a release. Backseat Christianity is over. Comfortable Christianity is over. It's time to come. Respond to Jesus. Respond to Jesus. It's time to get mobilized. It's time to get full of faith, full of fire. Come stand here. Come stand here. Lift your hands. Share Come on. Lift your hands. Jesus, come right now. Fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire. Backseat Christianity is over, over, over. Marco. other stuff. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. So you see what happens is, I know people go, that's technical stuff. No, it's not technical stuff. That's just what happens when the enemy is intimidated by something that's about to happen. So somebody comes running up, says yes to Jesus, there's a call of God on their life, and suddenly the microphone freaks out at that time. Come on, we know what's going on. So this is, these are moments where you've got to get a little bit wild. Okay, let's, let's. Okay, everyone stretch your hands out. Her back is always sore. We're just going to release healing into her back. I command you right now in the name of Jesus, be healed in Jesus' name. Every bit of pain, leave right now. In Jesus' name, every bit of pain leave right now. Every bit of tension. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. Healed right now. Let the fire of the Holy Spirit touch you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet, down your spine, into your discs, every muscle, every single muscle right now. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. No more pain. No more pain. No more pain. No more pain. Yeah, there's a tension and, and the back pain has come from a tension and a stress that's been on your life for a while. And tonight, Holy Spirit's liberating you from that. That tension that you felt in your back, that back pain that hasn't left, it's not just about your back. It's been this burden that you've carried for so long, this heavy weight. Tonight, He's lifting that off of you. He's lifting that off of you. And, and He's healing your back, and that's beautiful, but He's healing your soul. He's healing your soul tonight. And He says, you're a daughter. You're a daughter. I'm going to teach you how to be a daughter. Just say yes to him. Just receive that. Just receive that. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Right now, every bit of pain, leave her body in the name of Jesus. I command you. Command you. Life. Abundant life. Yeah. More, Holy Spirit, increase more, 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 more. 
Continue, Holy Spirit. Greater measure, greater measure. Total healing. Total healing. Total healing. He loves you. He loves you. release the finished work of Jesus. The finished work of Jesus right now. Yeah. And faith, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Every bit of pain gone in the name of Jesus. Completely. 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 He loves you so much. Awesome. Okay, we're going to pray one more time. It's tight, but it's not sore. So we're going to pray one more time.
feels 100% better. Can we do something as a as a family, as a community um, tonight? And I, we're gonna I'm gonna get to you guys because there's so much more happening. But this is just a this is a this is a leave the 99 for the one kind of moment where if you've struggled, I want to I want to repent on behalf of the body if it's been difficult for you to belong because you're a daughter of heaven. And so as a family, I want us to do something. And I, I know it's a little wild, maybe put you out of your comfort zone. But we're going to lift up a shout over her life. And it's a shout of love and redemption and the power of the gospel surrounding her with love, welcoming her home into the kingdom. Are you with me? There's not, there's not like, we're not playing games here, right? We're going to lift up a shout and we're going to love her in the spirit as the family of God. And we're going to release victory over her life. There's been so many lies, so many lies that have been spoken over her that have made her feel like she doesn't belong and that she's not a daughter. And tonight we're welcoming her home and we say, there's a call of God. We said this morning, we fight for destiny. We fight for destiny. So let's shout. Jesus! Jesus! <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're so awesome. You're so awesome. All right. Thank you, Lord. Those just come out, just God just moved on her heart. And I want to acknowledge that because when somebody this young comes and God speaks to her for and stepping boldness out, we've got to acknowledge that. She's like she's had this name Noah, a young man by the name of Noah, 17 years old, she's trying to commit suicide. She just felt in her heart, just moved for this young man. So if you know of any Noah, well, you know, like you can come quickly. If there's none of that there, we're still going to pray for Noah. Because God's doing, doing something tonight. In this moment, this is it. And we're going to pray. So anybody, if anybody that knows of a Noah 17, is there anybody here? You, you know. Okay. Come then. Okay. So we're going to pray right now for that. Is that okay? Come on. But I want her to pray. Is that okay? I don't know what to say. It's all right. Whatever comes in your heart. You don't have to be worried about that. pray that his body is completely restored and that he is brought back and he is completely transformed and feels loved and feels like he can do anything with God. Can we thank you for that, Lord? We thank you that that prayer goes out right now for Noah and in this moment we call his name and we declare over his life it change. We declare his life 
salvation. We declare his life healing. May he know just as the shout of love went out from El tonight, Lord. We spread the same shout of love for Noah in this place tonight. And we declare you are loved, Noah. And wherever you're at in this moment, you are loved. 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 Come on. You are loved. And I just declare tonight, Father, I thank you in her life just for the prophetic I thank you that young people are standing up and having boldness to pray for others, to speak, to hear God speak through them, Father. We thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's give God praise for that. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for her. Yes, thank you for this response. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Be filled in the name of Jesus. Backseat Christianity is over. It's time to run, time to run, time to run. Forgetting what lies behind. Forgetting what lies behind. And pressing on. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. A mother to many. (laughs) A mother to many. In Jesus' name. Thank you for the call of God. We see the destiny of heaven and we call it out. In Jesus' name. A mother to many. Called to love many, 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 many. Love lived out, lived out, lived out in Jesus' name. Wow, He loves you, He loves you. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Yeah, lift your hands. Yeah. the same again in Jesus' name.
Awesome. Awesome. Is this more? Awesome. Okay. If you came up for prayer, do you want to just come forward? Thank you, Jesus. While these guys are coming forward, I'm going to ask you just to begin to continue praying in the Spirit now because I, uh, we're going to commission for the nations. Some of you are called to pray for nations. Some of you are called to sow. Some of you are called to intercede. God's going to open nations for this house. There's going to be training and equipping that happens. So I just want you to pray in the Spirit. If there's more of you, Cool. Okay, this is just general prayer. I'm sorry. I'm trying to navigate who's who. Okay, awesome. So how, how many of you are here because of the Backseat Christianity Word? Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Yo. Wow, bro. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, the call of God's on your life, bro. No more running. No more running away. Time to come in real close. <laughs> And receive the fire of the gospel tonight. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for the fire of your spirit that come upon him tonight, change him forever. You'll remember this night was a night where he met with Jesus, encountered the fire of the Holy Spirit, and was forever changed. Thank you for the call of God on his life. Thank you for redemption. Lord, that you are not looking at his past, not even his present, Lord. But you're looking at the blood of Jesus. And you've equipped him and prepared him to run forward now into a glorious future, an adventure with Jesus. The mandate, the assignments, and the call of God. And I release fresh fire on him. Thank you for his yes to Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for strength, Lord. You've called him to be strong, like Samson. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, that he's called to be an influencer, Lord. Carries influence and authority. Thank you for the leadership that's on his life. But I just release fresh fire tonight. Fresh fire tonight. Fresh fire tonight. There's purpose coming tonight. Purpose and meaning coming tonight. Fresh fire in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yeah, thank you for the prophetic anointing and call of God on your life to see dreams and visions and encounters and the supernatural. Thank you, Lord, for this heart of an intercessor. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Fire in Jesus' name. Fire in Jesus' name. Carrier of glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, brand his heart with the name of Jesus tonight, Lord. Never be the same again. Thank you for his yes to you, Lord. 
Touch him tonight. Touch him tonight. Touch him tonight. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God's called you to the front lines. That's why it's been a little bit scary because you knew the weight, the bigness of the call. Now you're standing in the front and you've said yes. God's going to give you grace and strength to obey Him and to follow Him. He's going to give you grace and strength to obey Him in the call, even when it doesn't make sense, even when it's not what you planned, not what you thought. Yeah, and I see fire coming upon you, man, to to share the word. Fire coming upon you to preach the gospel, to release the kingdom of heaven. I see you having wild encounters with the Lord where the light of His glory, like Moses, is on your face, but this time it just keeps shining through. And many people who come into contact with you will encounter the love of God just by your way. I just see you as a catalyst, meaning that what God's going to do in your life, it's going to spark something with your friends and those that you know and a whole movement around you of people getting saved, coming to know Jesus, deeper intimacy. God's going to use you to spark something so beautiful, so wild. Say yes to Him. There's there's even more. There's more tonight for you. This is just the first step just to come forward and just say, Lord, I give you everything. But He's about to commission you tonight. He's going to release you. He's going to catapult you in glory. Thank you, Lord. So, Father, I thank you for the sound of heaven. <laughs> yeah, I see as you're playing that piano, bro, it's like oil dripping from your fingers. The oil of adoration. And I see many, many hours, many hours in his presence, just loving him, hearing the melodies of heaven, the songs and the sounds of heaven. Yeah, I thank you for the songs that he'll write, Lord. Songs of intimacy and revelation in Jesus' name. So I bless him tonight. I bless him tonight. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, fresh fire tonight, Lord. Thank you for her yes to you, Lord. Thank you that she's come out from even just tiredness. A season of being tired, a season of being weary. Tonight you're refreshing her ministering to our heart. Thank you, Jesus, for living waters tonight that are welling up inside of her, Lord Jesus. There is an energy and a capacity. Her, her capacity is increasing tonight, the energy of the Holy Spirit. So thank you, Lord, that you're doing it and she doesn't have to do it in her own strength, that you are doing it. You're revitalizing her, strengthening her. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. 
So you can just receive that tonight because you came forward. You said yes, and now God's going to do the rest. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Okay, I'm trying to speed up. Sorry, guys. Okay. Awesome. Thank you for sticking around. Thank you that you guys are still here. Awesome. Okay, some of you tonight, I'm, I'm not going to be able to lay hands on everybody. We've got teams and people will pray for you, but I just feel like there's a corporate commissioning happening. Uh, just one of the last things and maybe just a few prophetic words, but I feel like God wants to commission some of you and He wants to commission you as a house for nations. So there's, uh, there's a couple things that are coming tonight. Um, some of you will feel the call of God to begin to pray for the nations, to begin to pray for your leaders who are going to be going into the nations. Some of you, God's going to commission tonight to go, whether it's into the streets, whether it's into the nations, there's that commission to carry the fire. And so God's going to anoint your feet tonight with fire. Some of you might even feel actual fire on your feet. That's okay. But God's inviting you to say yes. Don't say yes if you don't mean it. That's just mocking God. But say yes when you feel the fire and the commission of the Holy Spirit. But I feel like something's coming on this house for many, many, many nations. There's a grace on this house for South America and that whole region, but it's another level. See, what's happening is it's not just a grace on the giftings to go into South America. There's a grace on this house to reproduce the kingdom of heaven in that region. If you saw what I'm saying, you'd get really excited. So I'm saying to you, there's an opportunity tonight to say yes to the Lord for entire regions. And it's Africa and it's the whole of the Western Cape. And it's South America and it's Europe. All right. So here's what I want you to do. In fact, okay, I'll leave that for a second and we'll do that at the end. I want you to just ask the Holy Spirit now. Some of you, He's going to drop nations in your heart. Yeah, even Pastor Dave and Sean, even as the leaders and, and the leadership team, God's going to drop nations in your heart tonight that, that maybe you just just called to start praying. And God's going to show you and He's going to open things up. And it's going to be divine connections in the right places at the right time. So I release that. I want you now just to begin to ask the Holy Spirit to release nations, to release the places, the locations, the cities in your heart. God's going to begin to give you little pieces of His dream tonight. And as you put it together as a family, it's going to come. It's going to begin to flow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. While you're doing that, I'm just going to prophesy of a few individuals just to be obedient, and then we're going to commission and release. Just keep seeking the Lord. Um, I just be obedient. The first one is Israel. Dude, I, I've tried all night, but it's Lord's. He's on you, man. Do you mind coming to the front if that's okay? Wow. Yeah, thank you, Holy Spirit. Dude, I just feel like tonight the Lord is just, there's such a, a, a governmental weight and calling on your life and you carry the presence of the Lord with such purity. And uh, I've just, in the Spirit, I just have such a sense that you have, you've yielded and submitted to process even when you've had opportunities to do something else, you, you've, you've chosen the low ground. And God wants to honor your heart. He wants to honor your humility. I feel like the Lord wants to speak of you tonight. You're a good leader. You're a good leader and God's called you and He's marked you and He's set you apart. You have what it takes, not because of you or your giftings, but because God has His hand upon your life for this time, this moment. And I feel like maybe in your heart there's been a question of, am I at the right place? Am I in the right moment? God, what are you doing? And the Lord's saying to you, I am leading you and directing your steps. And I feel like the Lord's saying that if you prioritize His presence, if you value His presence, He's going to honor your life with the power of the gospel. And you're going to see that. And I, dude, I just feel that it may offend. 
it may offend and it might even it might stir the waters a little bit and shake it up and that's okay but what you carry is too valuable it's too valuable what you carry to let anybody try and suffocate that to let anybody throw a wet blanket over a a burning flame that's in your heart and so father tonight i just thank you i honor him and i recognize what you're doing in his heart and in his life and i just say thank you for the integrity that he runs with for the purity of his heart lord thank you jesus for his hunger his hunger and his longing and his ache for more his longing for revival Lord, I just I release fresh fire on him tonight. Fire to lead, wisdom to lead. I also just feel like it's what God's called you to do is going to require great boldness. And God's going to teach you how to navigate that space where it's boldness and it never crosses into anything else. It's just the purity of boldness with a culture of honor. And I feel like, like the Lord just wants you to know you can trust the Holy Spirit in your heart. You can trust His leading and His guiding. You can trust what He's saying to you in this season. And there may be things that He's saying to you now that are for a later time, but He's preparing your heart. He's preparing your heart. And so, Father, I just thank You for Your anointing on His life. Would You just release fire, fire on His heart, fire on His eyes for vision, fire on His mouth as He preaches the gospel, fire on His feet as He carries the gospel. I bless him tonight in Jesus' name. And I pray that even tonight you'd plant a seed in his heart, a flaming seed of revival, that even in the next couple months to a year, there's going to be incredible fruit coming from his life. Father, we bless Father's house church tonight. We bless that church and we thank you, Holy Spirit, for many, many salvations. The hand of the Lord upon that house. In Jesus' name, I bless you. In Jesus' name. Can everyone just stretch your hands out to Israel? We just cover him. We bless him, Lord. I thank you for the call of God. Thank you for the call of God. Thank you that he is accepted in the beloved. Lord, I thank you. You're surrounding him with fathers and mothers. People that will partner with him in the gospel. People that will stand with him. That will hold his arms up when he's tired. Father, I thank you that that you're taking off the pressure, any form of pressure, any any burden, Lord, that that is not of you, that would come on his shoulders. Thank you that you, you would break off any pressure that would come to perform because he carries your presence with purity. And I thank you that it's the simplicity and the purity of what you carry that's going to shatter a whole system and mindset. Not, I'm not talking about your church. I just mean for, for so many people. God loves you. And I just thank you, Holy Spirit, that he's here tonight. I count it a privilege to stand here with him. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just refresh him tonight, strengthen him, that he'd come away from tonight just so refreshed, Lord, so strengthened in the gospel. And we bless him tonight in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Um, Peter and your wife, if you guys can just come, if that's okay. Um, yeah, and, and also while you guys are here, um, the, the lady who was leading worship tonight, is she here still? Rachel? Rachel? She's left? Okay, that's all right. That's cool. Oh, is she here? Oh, cool. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, and... Um, and you... Claudia? Claudia as well. So it's kind of a, a similar thing. There's specific things, but... Um, 
I just had, it was so crazy, just the time that I've been here seeing as a worship team what you guys have released and, and just seeing the unique call of God on your lives. I saw um, that word movement has, has come up a lot for Kingdom Light. And when you guys were leading worship this morning, it was like the sound of revival uh, over this house. And I could just, I, had, I could hear the songs and sounds that are going to come from your life. And, and many, many people coming. You guys just creating an environment of adoration, an environment of worship where the power of God is going to begin to flow. And I feel like, and I know a little bit now of your story, but I feel like you've seen a glimpse. You've seen a glimpse of what that looks like. But the Lord says, that's not, that's not something of the past. Actually, I'm, I'm reawakening something in your heart. That the sound that you're going to release in this house, it's not just for a service. It's for a generation and for generations to come. And so, Father, I thank you. These are carriers of revival. This is a father and a mother of revival, Lord. And so we just honor them tonight. And I, th- I thank you that you would release the sounds of revival, the songs of revival. And I feel like the Lord's saying, it's time to write. Write your own songs. Write the hymns of revival. Write the songs of revival. (laughs) Yeah. And I give you permission, Uncle Peter, to just be wild for Jesus. Because you're wild. Just be wild for Jesus. Don't let anyone ever tame you. Don't let anyone ever try and tame you. Just be wild for Jesus. Father and mother of revival in this house. There's movements being birthed. Movements being birthed. Movements being birthed. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I don't know if you'll be able to hear me. You just keep receiving, but I hear the Lord saying, what I have birthed or what I'm about to birth inside of you, what you've been carrying for years and years will not be aborted. That seed of revival that you carry, it's, it's a season to birth, not a season to go quiet or silent. It's time to birth, birth movements, 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 movements. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. Man, you guys are power. I, um, okay, I'll come to you next. Yeah, I just felt um, tonight, I haven't met you, I haven't had a conversation with you, but... Um, the sound of your voice, it carries that commissioning sound. It's like when you were singing, it's like I was just seeing waves and waves of the next generations coming through, uh, people that are going to catch a, a, a vision. And I, I don't know if you've, if you've heard of um, Lauren Cunningham's vision of the waves of missionaries that are hitting the shores. Um, he had a vision of, of hundreds and thousands of missionaries hitting the shores of these unreached nations. And when you were singing, it was like I felt this burning passion and desire to run into the nations. And it's like when you sing, you commission without even trying. It's like what you carry is a fire for nations. Is that, does that resonate at all? There's a fire for nations in your heart. And, and I, I feel like you, you operate with such grace. You, you really do see the best in others. And you, you're always creating room for others to, to come through. I want to honor that. And just so that the Lord sees that and that leadership that He's shaping and molding in your heart and life. But you're in a, you're in a really important season, critical season. Uh, this, there's important decisions and things that are coming uh, in this next season. But God has you planted. He has you grounded. It's a good season for you. It's a good season for you. It really is. But I just want to, I want to release that commissioning, anointing, that sound uh, over your life that you're already walking in. But I just want to recognize that. And Is that okay? Can I... Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, I just, 
Yeah, thank you, Lord, for the songs that are coming, the sound that's being released, and the many, many, many people that are going to run into the nations listening to her music. <laughs> Lord, in the meetings and in the services as she begins to sing, people are going to be commissioned in fire, Lord, in fire, Lord. Yeah, Father, I thank you that she is a lover of truth, that she pursues authenticity, and it's because of that that she's called to worship in spirit and truth and carry a purity in worship. And so, Father, I just, I just honor her tonight. I honor her yes. I honor her obedience to you, Lord. Yeah, Father, thank you that you remove any form of, of just any religious lie that would try to hold her down when she's called to fly. And so, Father, I just thank you. I release great grace and freedom and an anointing on the sound that she carries. And I just say thank you for what you're building. Thank you for fire, fire on her voice, fire on her heart. Thank you for the music and the songs and the sounds that are coming in Jesus' name. And I bless her in the name of the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Can I stand here? Is it okay? Or should I move a little bit over? Cool. Uh, when, when you started singing, I think it was on Friday nights. In fact, I heard you from the, the car park. And I was parking the car and came out. And I know we had chatted and I heard your voice. And um, you just carry the, the glory of God. It's like when you sing, what I love is when you worship Jesus, you go straight up. It's like I love how you're not too really concerned with it's beautiful because you're called to that realm, you know. Um, and I, I just saw, it's like, as you worship the Lord, God's going to teach you how to go up and to stay there in those realms. And you're going to begin to see things and release. Like, God's going to give you prophetic songs over people. I can see that there's songs of deliverance, that as you sing over people, you're going to sing people free. You're going to sing people out of darkness into light. You're going to sing people into salvation. But it's more than that. I actually see, like, like God's going to give you detailed prophetic songs you're going to prophesy in song um, and you've known that in your heart for a long time and i feel like you've been looking for context for that or what it looks like and the holy spirit's going to do that and, and i feel like um, he's going to surprise you because it's going to flow naturally and people are going to ask you questions like how do you do that and it's going to be a question that you can't really answer because it's who you are this isn't something that you do this is who you are and um I don't want to just honor your heart. I want to honor you for your love for Jesus. And I want to honor you for the moments of deep, deep intimacy with God when no one's looking. I want to honor you for the price and the cost that you've paid to follow Jesus, how you've served, how you've loved. Yeah, I just see the Lord's just covering you tonight and, and there's such healing but that healing, it's not, it's not just for the sake of healing. It's healing because there's so much more. The sound that you carry, I, I even see, and I, I don't mean to be too directional, but I just see you're, gonna get, you're coming into a season where you're going to get invitations to go and uh, teach and train on worship. And you don't see yourself yet as that, but God's saying, I have seen it all along. And I've given you authority and a mandate to train up a new generation of worshipers that will not be so concerned with performance and all these different things, all the stuff that I know makes you mad. <laughs> but actually, God's called you to train up a generation of lovers who will sing the songs of heaven and release the sounds of heaven on the earth. 
And so I feel like God's, there's glory on your voice. When you start singing, it's like people come into the glory realm. They come into the glory realm. And you're going to have ridiculous grace for instruments. I know you already do. But it's like there's a grace on you to pick up instruments. And there's so many more unusual sounds that are coming. And God's also going to connect you with strategic uh, musicians. Even people that aren't saved yet that are coming in. That are coming in. They're coming in. And so I just release the, the, the freedom. I release freedom for you to be who God's called you to be. And I thank you that you no longer need to look for context or wait for permission but that you've come into the season to step into your God-given call, mandate, identity, and commission. Even when others haven't seen or recognized it, we recognize it tonight. You are not hidden, even when you want to be. (laughs) You are not hidden. You are not called to live in the background. God's bringing you to a season now where because of what you've cultivated in the secret place, He'll honor you in public. So I just release that, Lord. I release fresh fire tonight. I release fresh fire tonight. God's going to take you to the glory realm, deeper places, places you, you haven't been to yet, haven't experienced yet. Yeah. Yeah. Many songs, Lord. Many songs, many songs. Yeah, you're not going to be a normal songwriter. You're going to write from encounter. You're going to write from encounter. Sometimes I want to just encourage you as a house. Don't be intimidated when, you, when she begins to sing songs that you don't understand. Just wait for her to explain it because there'll be anointing and glory on the song. She's going to begin to sing encounters. So I just, yeah, we just give you permission as the family of God to dive in. Go deep, go deep, go deep, go deep. Go deep, go deep in Jesus' name. So thank you, Holy Spirit. We honor her. We honor her tonight for the price that she's paid to carry what she's carrying right now. We thank you, Lord. It's time for the release. It's time for the release. It's time for the release. In Jesus' name. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Full release, Lord. Release. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus. You guys are still here. This is awesome. Shame, I'm sorry. I've been pulling you to this side of the room and then this side. Okay, so there's a commission for nations. Thank you. Sorry, before that, Louis and Lazan, can you guys come stand here and then I'll get to you now. Okay. You. This whole weekend, I just asked the Lord for a moment with you guys because it was getting really busy and I wasn't sure if I'd see you guys. And um, This afternoon, I was just saying, Lord, maybe, maybe after the service, we need to come to your house and just have that moment with you. And then um, Dee said you guys were coming and my heart just leapt. Thanks for not quitting <laughs> when it got sore. 
Thanks for not turning your back and running and not letting pain stop you from loving. Thanks for not staying in the low place when it got real low. Because you guys are a dynamic couple. And I, I, this afternoon, I was thinking about you. I felt the heart of the Father. I just felt the heart of God broken for what you've endured and what you went through. I just feel like He wants you to know that He knows. He knows. He was there and He was present through the whole thing and He was holding you. And even when it was like, God, where are you? And how could this happen? And He was there and He was surrounding you. And you're standing here today because of His grace and His mercy and His absolute love for you. And and He's going to redeem what's, what's been lost. And so you open a dance school and you think, okay, Lord, we're just stepping out. It's going to be this little, little dance school. And God says, you have no idea the mandate and the call of God on your life. You have no idea that I've called you to be a mom and a dad to way more than just biological children. But there is a spirit of adoption on your lives. And yes, it might look like even adopting kids, but it's way more than that. It's like the children of the community will be like your very own children and you're gonna make disciples of many, many kids. And from a young age, your father and mother, broken children into redemption and, and restoration. And God's given you such a father's heart, man. Even at a young age, he's given you a father's heart. And I just see there's so many uh, vulnerable kids who are going to find such safety because they're just going to feel like family with you guys. And, and for you, I just see <laughs> I remember when you came to 24/7 a while ago and just seeing that fierceness on your life, that warrior anointing on your life, that fight. And it, I, I guarantee I've never seen you dance, but I guarantee it comes out in your dancing and but God's going to release movements of His Spirit, movements of His anointing and His presence as you begin to move. And I, I feel like there's a, a freedom that's coming on you where you're going to find that expression in the house of God to be who God's called you to be, to do what God's called you to do. And there's such stability and a consistency and a steadfastness to who you are and what you carry. And it's so needed in the church. And I feel like the Lord wants to shift your perspective tonight that you are not just called uh, to, to just participate or just to be a part of, but actually God's inviting you. He's drawing you to carry weight, to carry responsibility, to carry influence. And so I don't know what that looks like going forward. God, will, He'll unfold that. But I feel like tonight there's just redemption, restoration, healing. And then while He's doing all of that, there's commissioning for the season that you've come into. And so that dance studio, oh, wow. I know it's cost you and it's been a risk and you've stepped out in faith. But God's going to honor your yes. He's going to honor your yes. He really is.
It really is. So I just want to I just want to pray for you. Father, I just thank you for the beautiful hearts, Lord. Thank you for the beautiful hearts. Yeah, Lord, thank you that not only are they going to reach this community with the gospel, but you've actually called them to the nations and you've called them what they're building here. They're learning lessons now to reproduce something that will spread all over Africa. Wow. Yeah, thank you for that, that commissioning, that anointing for nations. Cape to Cairo. Yeah, Cape to Cairo. Thank you, Lord. It's a family thing. <laughs> it's a family thing. So I don't know. I mean, half their family is in our church. So, um, it's, you can't get away from it. It's a, it's a family thing. But I just released that commissioning and that anointing. I thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you are restoring and redeeming what was lost. But you're also lifting up their heads in this season to dream again, to see beyond their current horizon, and to have the vision and the dream of God awakened again in their hearts and lives. Father, I thank you that they're going to run faster and harder and more effectively than ever before. That you're giving them great grace for this season. And so I bless them and I honor them. And Lord, even just in this moment, if it was just for a simple shift, just a quick touch and a turn. Father, I thank you for what you've been doing. And even in the secret place, they know, Lord, what you've been doing these last couple of weeks. The deep work and what's coming ahead, Lord. Thank you for a beautiful season. So I just bless them. We bless them tonight. We love them. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you for letting me have that. Thank you so much. All right, sorry. Now we can do it. Okay, everybody take your shoes off. Those of you who haven't been slain in the Spirit, you're about to. But it might not be the Spirit. Some other kind of aroma. <laughs> Why is everyone moving away from Peter? Is <laughs> awesome. I just feel to do this. You're welcome to come join us. Shame. You've been playing on that. Are you okay? You sure? Awesome. <laughs> it's going to take Pastor Dave about two years to take his boots off. <laughs> That's the problem when you have such awesome boots. There we go. All right. I want to do this as a prophetic statement. I don't, I don't really care if you've seen this before or whatever. It doesn't matter. I just felt this afternoon, just a commissioning. It's a prophetic statement when you take your shoes and you give them to Jesus. And we're going to do that now. But before we do that, I just feel like, see, there's a grace on your leaders with countries like well, countries in South America, Europe, Africa, all over the place. Just an incredible apostolic anointing. But God's calling the whole community. He's inviting you in tonight. So some of you, as we do this, in fact, is it possible, uh, is some of the band here, is there is a drummer, uh, is the drummer here? Oh, dude, I love your drumming, bro. You're awesome. Can, can you jump on drums? That would be really cool. Um, Yeah, that'll be fun. (laughs) 
Oh, drumsticks, cool. Awesome. I was like, the drums are over here. <laughs> you can play on the table too. That's cool. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Even uh, some bass or guitar or something, just when we do, I want to lift up a shaft, but it would be awesome to have some music if that's possible. Is that all right? Awesome. Okay, so so when we do this, we're just saying yes to God's dream. So that means all I want you to do tonight is open your heart. Just open your heart for anything, anything. Don't, don't, don't try and have a preconceived idea. Don't try and decide for yourself. Just open your heart and say, Lord, you can do whatever you want to do. Is that okay? And so some of you might get the strangest places just drop in your heart. And don't worry. It doesn't mean you're moving tomorrow or anything like that. It's not what I, but maybe it starts with just praying. Matthew 9.38 says, Pray to the Lord of the harvest that He would send forth laborers into the harvest field. That word, that word send forth is ekbalo. It's not send forth. It's actually thrust forth. It's violently hurled forth. It's actually, it's the kind of dangerous praying where you no longer get a choice. When you pray, Lord, ekbalo, laborers, send forth laborers into the, the, the field. That kind of prayer means, Lord, I'm positioning myself for you to pick me up and catapult me into the dream of God. That's what He wants to do. So I want to invite you tonight and on the count of three i'm just diving in here (laughs) the count of three hopefully the drum is ready just now and then we're just going to lift up a shout and you can just go ape dude go for it um that's dangerous when you say that to a a drummer but on the count of three we'll do that and all i want you to do is just not for hype or whatever all i want you to do is just you can lift up a shout just love jesus just worship him and just say yes and we're lifting our shoes as a prophetic statement that you can have my feet Take me anywhere that you want to go. Is that okay? And when that happens, God might say nations, and that's all cool. You ready? One, two, three. fire on every single heart in this room fire to say yes to you yes to the nations yes to our city yes to the western cape yes to south africa yes to africa yes to the nations yes to the middle east yes lord yes 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 we love you we love you we love you we love you in jesus name and everybody said amen Thank you so much. It's an absolute privilege to share the gospel with you and to have a wild weekend. We wait to be back. And uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Thank you so much for everything. Love you heaps. Oh, no, hold on. There's so many clothes that I can take home with me. Yeah. Okay, stretch out your hands to these clothes. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
Father, I pray for every single person that this clothing represents, and I release healing in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We just release healing in Jesus' name. I command every sickness, every disease, every pain, every infirmity to leave their bodies in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for boldness on the owners of this clothing to take this, this clothing, lay their hands on the sick and see them recover. Everyone just begin to pray in the Spirit, Lord. We release healing in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. So, Lord, I pray that every person would leave here with faith. If you brought a piece of clothing and you put it here, when you walk out this room, you walk out with faith, not in me, not in any person, in Jesus. And you go after healing, and then you send in the testimonies. Is that okay? (laughs) Awesome. Love you guys so much.